nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Welcome to this week's Nerdables. This week, The Mandalorian gets a season of established characters in season two. Maybe not the whole season, but we'll find out. Droids are headed back to Batuu. Episode 9, original script, not part of the final script. Clone Wars Season 7 gets its release date. Spider-Man swings back into action this summer. And the PS5 goes 3D. Joining me and Ethan this week is the infamous, the legend, the one and only, you've heard his name mentioned, White Chocolate, a.k.a. Eric Price. Welcome, Eric. Yay. Hey, thank you, guys. Hello there. I didn't quite realize I was infamous, but hey, I'll take it. Infamous, you know, hey, Chris has, you know, put you on a pedestal, so this is your chance to live up to it, to our other <laughs> listener. <laughs> All right. No, we, we, we do joke about not having any listeners because we never really hear from them, mm-hmm. you know, except for maybe Brandon or Eric or, you know, Doug, Doug. or <laughs> one or two other people on Facebook put something, but no one ever really sends any messages or anything. We know we get listens in a lot of countries that it looks like there's a, a looks like it would be from uh, military men or women that are deployed. A lot of countries that have like army bases. So yeah, yeah there's a lot. Uh, when, you, when you look at it, it looks like there's, you know, deployment there or army bases or, you know, Marine Corps, ba- <laughs> you know, bases, technically a, Army base is a fort, and a mm-hmm. Marine Corps is a base. Mm-hmm. Just a little toss that in. There you Get go. the semantics down. Yes. Um, oh yeah, you don't call you don't call Marine Corps base a fort. They'll kill you. Uh, you also don't put them as you know. The, it's the Navy gives them rides, not that they're you know a branch of the Navy or anything. Right. And then the Space Force is just you know off in Donald's hair. Yeah. <laughs> but space you know, so, you know. Hopefully, the space force will keep our Nerdable Satellite One uh, protected. I don't know. They probably shot it down last week. <laughs> That's probably what happened with the sound last <laughs> yeah, week. Is absolutely. they were taking pot shots at it. Exactly. Apparently, they they you know they shoot like stormtroopers. It took them a while, but they finally got it down. Yeah. So <laughs> stood in one spot long enough. <laughs> Eric, you join Ethan, Chris, and I. Nearly every year, every year for the last what six, seven years at WonderCon, something I think like that. I'm, for as long as it's been in Anaheim, as, as much as I can recall. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So we we have our our annual visiting of Eric <laughs> during WonderCon. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, well, he lives close by there, so it's it's kind of hard to you know, make a trip down there every weekend to see him. Well, you would know you destroyed his bathroom and he had to move into a new house because of it. That's a completely new one. Yep. They had to build the house because hey, you of know, you. Eric, Eric told me that he wanted to rebuild the house. And so I said, okay, I'm going to start with the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't expect you to melt the bathroom. Hey, you know, that's what happens on Taco Tuesday. <laughs> um, <That's terrible. laughs> so... <laughs> Chris is Chris has mentioned you quite a bit on the show. Um, if you listen to it, well, you do listen to it. You you I know listen this. to it. Uh, I think I picked it up uh, two or three years ago. I think, if not a little longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Which we really I know I haven't been listening so I yeah, I haven't listened to you since the start, but Nobody uh, has. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're better <laughs> off not going back and listening to those. Yeah, some of those early episodes are wow. <laughs> Let's put it this way, it took two or three years for me just to get the intro and, and outro to be somewhat comprehensible. That's terrible. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. Now you get the sound drops. Yeah, now yeah. we have the sound drops. We've gone digital, you know. We we have it's funny is we have the technology that the bigger shows wish they had. <laughs> Which, you know, no one listens. Well, you listen to us. This is the problem with three, having three people listen to us. So one third of our audience <laughs> is not listening to the show this week because they're, they're on, on the, the show. show. Yeah, I guess I'll have to download it and just put it on the background. Yep. <laughs> so, as give somebody you, that's... Give you guys a listen. I appreciate okay. it. As somebody that's listened to the show over the years, what about the show do you like? And not just because, you know, you're friends with us. <laughs> <laughs> or is that why you listen? Uh, uh, I'm 50-50. Um, no, I, I, I find it interesting. I mean, uh, you know, I've got a bunch of stuff on Facebook, so I get the, the news alerts and stuff, but I do find that, uh, you guys get a little bit more into some of the stuff. You guys seem to all have different backgrounds. Obviously, Chris with the comic book shop is, uh, background on that. It's very interesting. You, you, I don't know a lot about your background, but it sounds like you do have a lot of, of stuff going on with some of the movie entertainment stuff. Same with Ethan. So it's interesting to hear some of that background stuff there. Uh, a little bit more into some of the stories you guys talk about. Now, is there anything about the show you dislike? <laughs> dislike the rest of it. Um, <laughs> the other fifty <laughs> percent. Uh, I don't think there's anything really dislike. Um, or do you think there's think something you wish that we would do more of or less of? More or less of. I'd have to think about it critically. I wasn't. Uh, mm-hmm. I usually just put it on. And keeps, it helps me get my uh, my commute time down. Yeah. Um, an hour every morning and every afternoon, I, I got stuff to listen to. Mm-hmm. Now, um, go ahead. As somebody that has that listens to us and has actually been there when we, you know, are just everyday, you know, talking and having conversations like at Comic Con or WonderCon mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. How much different is the show from those conversations, <laughs> or is it? <laughs> Maybe not the um, segue that we put in. <laughs> I don't think there's much difference, and I think that's probably why I think I've listened to them for most of the time is because it seems very conversational for the most part. I mean, you got to keep things going, but uh, no, your everyday conversations that I've been a part of, at least through WonderCon, have been pretty, pretty much on the same. I would say same. Uh, same plane. Cool. Um, yeah, so I, mean, I don't think there's too much. The segues different. are probably Obviously, better in person when we're having our conversations. <laughs> well, well, that and you don't have you're not having to watch your language, and you know some of that stuff gets a little damper down. But you know you got to build up for your audience. Nobody's going to listen to you if everything says explicit, right? Right. Exactly. Um. Well, we are glad you are a part of the show this week, and you know you're always a part of our show. Well, thank you. The part of the Nerdables family. He's part of the Nerdables family. Um, I'll be getting residuals, right? Yeah, absolutely. Once we we get paid, (laughs) you'll get paid. (laughs) So did you get to check out The Mandalorian this season? I did. I think I watched the last episode two or three times. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody that's watched the first season, what do you think about the um, possible inclusion of established Star Wars saga characters? You mean like Lando or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully. I mean, we yeah. don't know. I, I figure it might be bounty hunters and things like that. <clears throat> Either that or I, maybe like I smaller can't... characters too, like uh, people that didn't have that much screen time and like maybe like the original movies or whatnot. I think that, yeah, I think they would need to keep it as background because I guess I look at it as you start putting those characters in and it just kind of breeds unbelievability. Mm-hmm. As big as they talk about the galaxy being and everybody running into the same people all the time. Yeah. Um, I can I can see, you know, some of the bounty hunter stuff because obviously they're going to run similar circles if they're in certain areas. But I just can't see, like, the bigger names, you know, like a C-3PO or stuff like that where those people are, or droids are going to be involved. I can see it more along the lines. And I think it was uh, the article that was shared was talking about some of the background, you know, bar patrons or, you know, what have you. I don't know that anybody bigger than that should, should be in it. What about anyone from like the animated series? Like, you know, like I know that uh, Ashley Eckstein is, you know, she just posted something where she is lobbying to have Ahsoka live, you know, in a live action. Live action Ahsoka. Yeah. Whether it be film or television or somebody like that. I don't know if this is the right show for that. I I think that the bounty hunters make more sense because of what he is and, and kind of how they set the show up with the guild and whatnot. Yeah. You can only assume that the guild is more than just what's the thing? Grief. 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 So you would assume that there would be, you know, others that they may bump into as we've already seen where he bumped into two or three that were in that bar from the beginning mm-hmm. because they're all going after the same. So I assume that the next season is, the way they've kind of painted it is going to be like a kind of a bounty of the week or planet of the week type of series. Well, we did see some of it. We did see that this season, the first season they went to Tatooine and at the Mm -hmm. very end of it, you get, you know, a very controversial um, ending where somebody that, you know, comes up to the, to the bounty of the week, so to speak. um, Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of people assume it's Boba Fett. It's somebody oh, yeah, like, the, the person after they took out uh, what was her uh, the the snap from there in the hill. Yes. It, would you yeah, want? Yeah, they didn't to really see... paint by who that was. No, and you know it's really weird. And you know, Chris and I've talked about this, and I don't know. We we've probably not talked a lot about it on the air uh, no. because you know there's a lot. Of, it's when you start getting the speculation and rumors and stuff like that, you know, you, you start digging until you find similarities that, Oh yeah, that's definitely the person or not. But, and Krista and my side of it is, I think that it is Boba Fett. Chris doesn't think so. I, the reason I think it's Boba Fett is because it doesn't seem like there's any other reason to put that episode on Tatooine other than, for fan service or just for, you know, or to introduce a aging Boba Fett. Well, then then that would mean that the show would have to tackle the Sarlacc thing. And I don't know if they're going to go that deep in that. You think you don't necessarily have to tackle it too much of how he gets out. You know, you can do it in probably a brief exposition or you just assume that because it's Boba Fett and he has so much, 
tech on his, you know, on, on his costume or on, on his armor that he could get out, or he could possibly even fix the uh, the jetpack. I mean, it just gets hit by you know a, a vibra axe, and it doesn't even really do much ta- damage other than just you know cause it to misfire. Uh, it just seems like that would be a lot to tackle. I mean, you think about how they introduce characters in this show so far, and they don't really give anybody any backstory. And it would seem like that would kind of go against where they've set it up so far. With most of the people he's involved in are just brief conversations and they move on. It just seems like that would be too much, almost lore, because they haven't really done a whole lot of lore because they haven't had to build anything. Right. I think that's one reason why everybody loves Baby Yoda is because they don't really have to do much with it right now. Yeah, yeah and I mean, just the fact that it's a lot of unknown, and I think that mm. that's probably what what makes it so, I guess, endearing to most people. Is I mean, aside from the cuteness thing of the of the puppet, but yeah. you know, most I mean, they're they're trying to figure out. It gives people to think about something and well, something that, that hasn't been. That's one reason why. Like yeah, that's one reason why people fell in love with Boba Fett in the first place was because he was such a mysterious character. <clears throat> yeah. Also, I think. But now there's, he's got a lot of baggage now, though. Yeah, yeah. And I think that if you bring him into the show, you're going to have to tackle some of that, which takes away from the main character. Mm-hmm. Which is where even when you bring in new characters, it's still focused on the main character, and you don't necessarily care. Like we didn't necessarily care that uh, what's her name, Kara, something like that. The the rebel trooper, you didn't really have a whole lot. Yeah. You didn't have any real backstory for her other than, yep, she's an old rebel trooper. Now here, here's what I would do with it. If you're going to introduce Boba Fett in season two, you may do one more little thing, like a little nod that, you know, a little bit more of a reveal that maybe it's Boba Fett. And then the Kenobi movie you use to kind of introduce, introduce Boba Fett a little bit more into, you know, how he became from that whiny kid in the Clone Wars cartoon to the most badass bounty hunter in the galaxy. You know, then you can you can maybe even tease the Sarlacc a little bit because you know there's more than one Sarlacc on Tatooine. Maybe you see him get out of a similar situation, and then when you put him into the Mandalorian, you don't have to do any explaining really because you're already familiar with it from the other story. Yeah. That's one way to do it. It's hard to tell. I mean, I know that everybody clamored for a Boba Fett movie and it really seems Mm -hmm. like the Mandalorian is the compromise. It's Lucasfilm saying, well, we're not going to give you a man, a Boba Fett story because either one, we don't want to do anything else with him or two, let's explore other characters. So let's go with, instead of a Boba Fett, let's go with a different Mandalorian that we can tell his story, and you're still getting, in a sense, your Boba Fett story because he's a Mandalorian, he's a bounty hunter, you know, he is that walk on the good side and the bad side. So, you know, you're getting your Boba Fett character, per se, in this other costume or character. I just, it seems like that would kind of change at least my impression of like a Mandalorian. I don't know. I mean, Obi-Wan obviously is going to be interesting considering he can't go anywhere. Right. So, you know. And then everybody, and, and I know, Ray Park just put out a, uh, a tweet this week in his, with him in the mall makeup. 
And it doesn't you can't you can't tell if it's like when they did it the scene from Solo or something new. But all of a sudden oh. the tweet comments started rolling of he's in Kenobi. He's gonna be in Kenobi. You know, I know I know that Ray Park said he wanted to be in Kenobi. But a lot of times they do that kind of stuff to just kind of get some attention back on them. You know, sure. like maybe they haven't done yeah. something in a while. Or something new coming out. His sales like, are down at the con. Yeah, and pretty much. <laughs> so it could be he's like, oh, look at this picture of me and as Darth Maul again. Oh, what's he going? Oh, is he going to do something with Darth Maul again? Blah blah blah. So, yeah, I and mean, it's it's yeah. nothing to read into. I think. I mean, you could put other droids in there and things like that. I wouldn't necessarily put three PO and R two because they're so prominent within the other films. Unless yeah. you are, unless you're going to have him, you know, do some kind of bounty or something on a new Republic planet where the Senate is or something. Cause Leia would still been a Senator at that time. And he, you know, just crossed paths with them within the new Republic. And obviously we're going to have he... more money towards it next year because, you know, it was Disney Plus's biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they had already, they had already green lit it before the first one even came out. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, I mean, they, they did uh, show... They did They did the same thing with The Witcher, where basically even before it came out, I think they just felt with word of mouth and what they were hearing, they felt that it was a safe bet. Yeah. yeah. And they went ahead and got the second season. Well, and a lot, um, of, a lot of those shows like, you know, like that, you know, like Witcher, Mandalorian, especially when you have Witcher, which stars, you know, such a big actor, you're going to, you know... Pretty much, you're going to, you're going to see the first couple episodes coming in before they even air. You know, so you're going or yeah, even like yeah. The Witcher, you would see the whole thing before it airs, and your test groups are going to go off the charts. And if or if they go off the charts, they're going to go ahead and say, "Do it, just yeah, here's the money. Do your next season." People enjoy it enough for us to uh, spend more money on it, basically. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's things, you know, like Chris said, there's things, you know, there's things that definitely need to be cleaned up with it. There's some of the, some of the CGI and some of, you know, some of the set pieces, you know, look like television set pieces. They, in a way, they kind of remind me of Firefly because, you know, Firefly is grandiose as it was, still had a very simple, you know, set i mean you could look at a scene or go oh hey that's topanga canyon mm-hmm. or you know that's in chatsworth <laughs> just because of you know the rock area or whatever they're using <laughs> and even you know you look at a blaster or something you go oh wait that's the blaster from from starship troopers or that's the helmet from starship <laughs> troopers that's repainted, repainted or something yeah i didn't find that problem with it though i mean i i'm not necessarily a, a, a fanatic about them so i mean i don't necessarily go pour over every every square inch of film, but I felt that they did a yeah. pretty decent job with the, with the, the, uh, what do you want to call it? Production quality. Well, I, I thought it was interesting that when you see the, uh, the ship in space or any of the ships in space, you kind of mm-hmm. can see that little distorted matte, you know, color. <laughs> oh, like, like the old Star Wars, the old Star Wars <laughs> TIE fighters. You know how they, they yeah, even, yeah. even on the Blu-rays, they still have that little, little, on that the, little the bra- halo the around. Yeah. yeah, from where yeah. they cut it out from the green screen. With, and yeah. It's two images put together, yeah. And you can see that. Yeah, with, the rotoscope. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You can see, and you can see that with the ships on this, and it's like, I don't know if that was intentional or not. 
Probably not, but I mean, you, you also notice that they don't spend a lot of time in space. The, yeah. the, the biggest episode where it was was that jailbreak, and they weren't, I mean, that was probably the most you saw of it, aside from that and the attack before Tatooine. Yeah. Well, even on that, he was in space, but he was on the ship majority of the episode. Yeah. You don't see the outside of, like, space. You right. Know? Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Which is fine. I mean, I like I like the fact that they, they're keeping... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, keeping it kind of outside, you know, or not outside, but like keeping it close. They're they're not they're not saying that everybody in this thing has something to do with the next movie or you know right, whatever right. they did, you know, made this happen and that kind of thing. It's a lot like the original <clears throat> Star Wars movies. It's very intimate. You don't get a lot of you know wide, massive shots of you know train and things like that. You're getting mm-hmm. your your you know a very intimate story, and it's very you know it has to be because it's you're only having a half hour, so it's got to be very quick yeah. on how you're telling your story and wh- how you mm-hmm. introduce a character. That's why you know like when you're saying you know with the backstory for Boba Fett, it might be too much because with a lot of these characters, you know you don't find out their backstory or something until later on. Like IG Eleven when he gets rebuilt. You know, all of a sudden we get that that quick backstory of it, you know, and and even with our the main character in the Mandalorian, we get bits and pieces of his story through you know, <coughs> flashbacks. Well, or, it's not or, even like or PTSD moments. That, but it wasn't really until the last episode of the season where you really get a good amount of information about his backstory when he talks about mm-hmm. how the the moth knows his information because mm-hmm. of him knowing the records. You're seeing a more mm-hmm. detail on how he became a foundling, you know, with the Mandalorian clan and things well, you're, like you're, that. You're seeing, a, but there, there's also a lot of Filoni's hand in this, mm-hmm. where you're seeing a lot of characters or clans or things that are based within the Clone Wars cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the Mandalorians that rescue him when during the droid army attack. That's oh, yeah, Death, Death Watch. Watch yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, those are characters that are, you know, established, that he established over time, over seasons on the show. And he may have done that on purpose just because people who've watched well, sure those shows did. know right. those characters, <laughs> and so he kind of wants to give a nod to those characters that he's already created. And that's why I say there's a, there's a possibility you could get characters like Ahsoka or Sabine or... You know, who knows? Some you know, you may get hair or somebody to show up in this. You know, maybe if it's just a half an episode or something, just as I, mean, I can fan, see. I mean, it's fan service, right. but it's you know, as long as it's within a good storyline or plot for the, or a reason for them to be there, I'm okay with fan service. I think Sabine would be the easiest one to do. Just to have someone in the in the costume the entire time with the helmet on. And then you just get the well, voice think, actors. Yeah, aren't, they, Go ahead. aren't they already trying to figure out somebody? I think one of the Funko toys that was released was something that they feel was a spoiler for the second season already. Uh, it's, a, it's like a Mando in a green helmet. And I think someone was drawing conclusions that it could be Sabine or something like that. Yeah, mm. there, there, yeah there's the Funkos. Probably. There was an extra. There was an extra Mando that came out. Or that they showed real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I don't think that they should. I guess in my opinion, I think they should keep it kind of where that that spaghetti western kind of town to town wandering mm-hmm. Ronin type of thing. Oh I yeah, definitely. I think that fits at least 
from what I've seen this season, that fits the best. And the fact that, you know, now he's kind of truly lone goat and kid kind of thing, or uh, <laughs> that's a Yusagi reference, but a, a lone wolf and cub kind of ref- thing. Uh, I think that fits it best. True grit. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the whole, the, it's just basically a modern retelling of a lot of those wandering, mm-hmm. you know, gunslinger samurai type stories. Well, how about this? You know, they mentioned established characters. How about established planets that we've heard about we've never been to? You know, wh- how much of an interest would you want to see? Like, you know, we, we always heard of Dantooine from the very first time. Yeah. You've never been to Dantooine. You know, you've never been to Ord Mandel. Yeah, well, uh, other than of, the cartoons. The Republic. Like that. Yeah, the Knights of the Old Republic series took you to a couple of those, obviously, uh, pre- Star Wars, but that would be fine. I mean, I don't necessarily see an issue with that. Maybe they can start showing that the planets are more than just one biome. It'd be cool if he even goes to Nalhutta. You know, I know, yeah. I know Filoni already showed uh, a naked, almost Gamorrean, uh, you know, pig. Yeah, what was that? It's, it's a naked, it's a, it's a Gamorrean within, uh, with a loincloth. <laughs> so it's, and apparently they may be going to that planet. And there is some rumor that maybe Yoda, you know, that the Yoda species and the Gamorians are on the same planet. Oh, kind of like the, what was that? The, uh, uh, the Mon Calamari and the, uh, the squid. I can't remember. The the yes. The queer. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Quarians. Uh, uh, sorry. I'm like that. Quarians. Yes. Something. Yeah. Quarians. Quarians. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. They're, they're both species. And then apparently, you know, we learned in Rogue One that, you know, there are many different color Mon Calamari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depending on the region you live in. So, yeah, I mean, it's possible that that planet could be, you know, multi-species. You know, have multi- multiple species. I'd love to see right. him go to Nalhutta and see a bunch of different, I, you know, different huts. Yeah. There. And I would, I would think that if they're going to, you know, kind of going back to the to the the main storyline characters, I think those would definitely need to be sprinkled in very sparingly. Otherwise, you risk running the ruining the show or making it all about them. I would love you know, to see keeping them on the periphery. Or yeah, I'd love them to see an add Dash Rendar to the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dash Rendar. Why? <laughs> that, that, Dash Rendar is a character that was from Shadows of the Empire. He's a very popular character. Anyway, it was also, um, he's more infamous than you, <laughs> or you may be more infamous than him. Uh, but you know, he was the replacement for Han Solo for this video game, which the fans yeah. love, and they are already kind well, of well, introduced Kyle him. Katarn, if you're going to the video games. There you go. That's another one that you could introduce. That would be great. You know, either one of those two guys. I mean, and with Rendar, you can actually do a little bit of tweaking with them, where you know, okay, you have the same character name. Maybe you give the guy the same look or even the same ship, but then you make him a bounty hunter or you make him do, you know, something else, a spice runner since, you know, we're, we're, you know, something other than just Han Solo's clone or Mm -hmm. Han Solo. Oh, Dameron's great grandfather. (laughs) I still hate the fact that they made him a a spice runner. That was the dumbest thing. (laughs) I know they wanted to, they could have had her go off and be a spice runner and him ask her why, you know, why would you do that? Or, you know, that, you know, just because now people are going, what's a, what's a spice runner? 
Yeah, because most people don't realize that in the Star Wars universe, it's spice when you sprinkle is a drug. spice yeah. all over the ground and just across it, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. They have races that go like on over over spice, like spice races, <laughs> like the like like the death sticks from uh, Clone Wars or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They did, and actually, yeah, they should have called the death sticks something with spice. You know, you know, would you like no, to buy some spice? The, it had to be something you yeah. know, ominous. They had to make the interaction with Daft Punk interesting. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of the Clone Wars series, because we, we did mention that, uh, season seven is going to be released on Disney Plus on February 17th. My freaking anniversary. There you go. <laughs> Means you're, you're I'm gonna... not going to get to watch it the day it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> date, date night in, you know, go ahead and, you know, order a fancy meal. At this meal. point, as long as we've been married, I can probably get away with that if I fix her a really nice meal and exactly. do something really nice. You see, you have some time. Plan it out now. No. Get a nice little meal put together. Wait, February. Oh, February. I was thinking, because January 17th is the opening of uh, Rise of the Resistance. Hey, there's yes. another segue. Uh, cutting, cutting the other one short. <laughs> um, real quick, though. Um, Clone Wars Season 7, we get to see some of the lost footage that never aired during the Clone Wars series. We go back to Mandalore with it because Ahsoka leads um, a division, a company, uh, a battalion of so this, the 501st. This takes place pretty much at the end of the, the truncated like Netflix series. Like the the the, the trunk the truncated ne- uh, Netflix uh, uh, season, or is this supposed yes. to be before that? No, th- th- this take literally takes place right before Order sixty six. Oh, uh, okay. So they're still keeping that timeline. Yes. Matter of fact, I believe you do see Order sixty six. In, in, you may see Order sixty six go take into place. effect. And the only reason I say you may is because. Some of Ahsoka's story of what happens during Order 66 takes place in the E.K. Johnson book, Ahsoka. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that they'd released that, yeah. So this is basically going to be like a translation of that. Yeah, this is how you find out that, you know, why, why Rex was able to survive, you know, Order 66 without killing any Jedi or turning on the, the Jedi um, kind of gets them all to rebels. Yeah, <laughs> it uh, it, it has it. Ha- I, I'm just wondering if they're adding anything. Like Chris and I were talking about this the other night. Is that you know after Ashley put out Ashley Eckstein put out her tweet about or her Instagram about uh, Ahsoka and wanting to do a live action. She you know she that would be like a dream come true, and she's mm-hmm. really hoping it happens. We, you know, and I said, "Well, Mandalorian." Chris was like, "No, no, no," because there's that. There's already the establishment at the end of Rebels where Ahsoka and Sabine go off to look for Ezra. And yeah, Chris, Chris's thing. So they would be completely out. Right. So Chris's Chris's thought is that Filoni will want to tell that story himself in an animated series, which makes sense. Oh, like because the, the Sabine Ahsoka on the road. Right. I said, you know, I said that, well, if she doesn't show up, because Sabine makes sense showing up in Mandalorian. 
Ahsoka makes sense showing up in uh, in the Cassian series because when the Cas the Cassian series is set, she is Fulcrum on in Rebels. Mm, yeah. So it's you know, she she becomes Fulcrum in the Ahsoka book, and she has it all the way up until like the second season of Rebels. She has the mantle. Mm. You know, because no one really knows who she is. So she could show up in the Cassian series, you know, at some point, maybe on that that asteroid, you know, derelict city that they show in Rogue One or something. But she could show up there. And, you you know, you can have Ashley Eckstein do the part because it's a TV series. You know, it's not requiring, you know, her leading a film or in her own series at that. Mm-hmm. And she could, you know, as a voiceover actress, I mean, she's still trained as an actress. It would be a good way to give the fans what they've been screaming about a live action Ahsoka. Yeah. And I think after the Clone Wars season seven, I think that you're going to get a lot more people lobbying to get that Ahsoka live action. I can see that. Yeah. You know, Appearance. I just I just see that backfiring. Being on the Cassian series makes sense, but I see that that character being put in live action backfiring. Oh, I can totally I see that. Then mm-hmm. no one's gonna like how she looks. No one's gonna like oh, and she doesn't do this, she doesn't do that. So I think you're gonna get a lot of more of that venomous fandom that we've been seeing. Well, you're. All, um, I mean, the the last days can do something with the prosthetics to make Ashley look more like Ahsoka. I mean, they when she grew up in Rebels. She did have a different look than you know the more of the rounded face, the bigger eyes that she mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. in Clone Wars. You know, they she had someone like that dressed up similar to her in in the uh, the, the prequel series, didn't they? Shock T wasn't. Yeah, and, I mean it's it's doable, but it's and still they, yeah, bad. And <laughs> Shock T had almost the same markings as her. Um, matter of fact, you know they kept Shock T in the background, and you got to wonder. You know why that was? Maybe the prosthetics didn't look as well as they had hoped. You know, there was a scene. Wasn't that one of? Wasn't that one of Lucas's kids? No, not as Shakti. Um, his daughter w- did dress up as a Twi'lek. Um, That's what it was. He was Twi'lek. also one. Wasn't he it? was also a Twi'lek yeah. in, in the. Um, he was uh, in it for the for, opera. For the opera, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I would love to see. Hey, they can go all uh, Alita Battle Angel on her and, you know, just give her the really big eyes, too. Well, there I mean, there is a technology now where you can take animation and transfer the CGI to a realistic look. So there's the possibility, you know, you could just, you know, mm. put Ashley there in, you know. In a mocap suit and just. Yeah, and just, you know, CGI go CGI right over yeah. it. I hope they don't do that. I mean, I'd like the more of the prosthetic look, but it just depends on how well they can make her look like Ahsoka's look. Or if they, you know, so... As long as they get it close, I think people would be more accepting of it. But also, again, Eric is right. They're going to be a lot of people that are just nitpicking things and say, oh, well, you know... Her face has these kind of markings, and it's, it doesn't go mm-hmm. all the way to the side of her eye like it does in the show before. You know, just like little stupid things like that. What if she showed up in Kenobi? Why? If it if it has well, a purpose, what reason would she have? 
if there's a reason because, for it and there's a purpose, then yeah, yeah, I'm for it. But if it's just shoehorned into for fan service, then I rather because than, you think about it. I mean, there'd be no reason. I mean, I know there's basically at that point during Kenobi series, there shouldn't be any Jedi wandering around, and she's obviously not technically a Jedi, but you'd think that she would still be kind of given off a vibe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just there may detected. be a possible story to bring her into it. But it would definitely be, you know, her coming to Tatooine. She'd end up finding out that Luke is Anakin's son. You know, neither one of them at that point would really know that Anakin was still alive as Darth Vader. She she found out that 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 Anakin was Darth Vader in uh, Rebels. In Rebels, but this show would take place before Rebels. Mm, I think the show is supposed to take place during rebels i think i i thought because, it was supposed to be because no it takes place while while he's there um yeah he's definitely there i think um uh, I, I think it, it takes place, place during that whole time i yeah i don't remember the last what where the last battle was supposedly taking place it was on lathar i guess but um yeah i think this takes place during that because obviously you have the mall thing um, there was the the, the mall Obi fight. There was, was the that report Thursday? that had Thursday? the report they had that like uh, Luke was going to be nine years old in the series, so it's going to take place nine years after uh, Revenge of the Sith. And yeah, and then what? Ezra is I think supposed to be the same age or has the same birth date or something like that. Mm. So I think they would be close in age. Uh, there wouldn't really be any reason, and Ahsoka would be Fulcrum or. or Okay, Whatever so she was doing when Rebels started. Kenobi takes place in between Solo. So when we see Solo go to join the Imperial Academy, and then it cuts to three years later, in between that cut of that three years is when Kenobi takes place, which is five... Consult the advocates for the Star Wars timeline. Seven, about seven years before Rebels. Yeah, seven years before Rebels. The Cassian show takes place during Rebels. It would be yeah. It would be Rebels season two or three. Maybe kind of the, the the gathering of of the of the, the rebel forces. So at the, at that point, Ahsoka was still Fulcrum at the beginning of the where the Kazdian is. It was almost at her end of her end run as Fulcrum. So that you know, did they ever talk about what she was doing before they did, they brought her into the series? I don't think they did. Or did they assume that the book took care of that? They just the book took care of how she gets her lightsabers back, or gets lightsabers, and how she ultimately is looking for a place in the universe. And at the end, Bale comes to her and says, "Help us with the rebellion. We need a spy. Basically, we need so, you know somebody Weird. that has your the." experience as a general how you would you know that would be um 
you know, to use that to help us recruit and, and, you know, build the rebellion. So that's, it's possible that Cassian could come to her, you know, because they'd be at that point, all the cell, you know, they, they were basically splintered cells, you know, because you had, you had Phoenix squad, which was Hera and, you know, Ezra and, and Sabine, Zeb and Kanan and Chopper, all of them were, were Phoenix squad. They were one cell, so to speak that, you know, Mm-hmm. Where you had Bale and you had um, you had Bale basically and Fulcrum and Mon Mothma and the other council, you know, as a as their own cell or so to speak, that was kind of you know using like Fulcrum and some of the others to get in contact with the other cells and keep them up to date, you know, and help plan. I guess help plan their missions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be nice in the Cassian series to see him go to crate because they mentioned that that's an old rebel base and everything. It'd be cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would be cool to see. I'm sure they would. I can't see them dropping something like that. Yeah. It'd be like, that would be the place you see Dantooine and that would be the place you see crate and any other defunct base. I see. Yeah. Because we don't always need to build new plants. Yes. I know the galaxy is big and everything, but it's nice that we go to someplace you, you know, you've heard mentioned that you've never been to. Also mm-hmm. to kind of see the backstory of Crate and how it ends up being like it is in Last Jedi. Yeah. It'd be cool to see. Like why, why, you know, why were... it gets abandoned or, right. you know, Dantooine, why, you know, why was there a base there? What, you know, see yeah. a functioning base or something at one point. <laughs> those are things I'd like to see in, in, you know, in those two different series and as we're going through, you know, even Clone Wars, mm-hmm. you know, Excuse me. I wanted to kind of see how, because it is seemingly like this is Ahsoka's wrap up for Clone Wars. Kind of seems like it's the wrap up for the Clone Wars series in general. Well, even even from what it seems like, it might also be the beginning of the Purge. You know, it might be. Well, if Order sixty six would technically be the beginning of the Purge, mm-hmm. but you may get some of that where Ahsoka goes into hiding and you know. Rex goes into hiding because he doesn't, you know, who knows? Yeah. She I mean, yeah. She, she definitely makes more sense in that show than the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, the Mandalorian, you know, with its established characters, um, established characters are heading to Batu. There's another segue. You well, know. one that we know of. Well, R2 and, and BB-8. BB-8. Did they say BB-8? I yeah. R2 and BB-8, R2, D2 and BB-8 have been rolling around Batu. Um, I don't know if you know. they're doing they're, they're, the article referenced them doing like test runs where they'll go out for say an hour wander around and then they'll bring it back in and you won't see them so it's like you've got to be there when they're doing that test right and of course you and know as soon as R2 and them. BB-8 go out they get mugged that's why yeah, probably. remember <laughs> they, they talked about the very beginning with this they wanted to have droids running you know rolling around mm-hmm. they wanted to have and aliens um, yeah. aliens and, and drones flying overhead you know and they've already met the drones uh, have already happened yeah and yeah, I, think I was gonna say i remember seeing an article about that i never heard much else after that yeah i th- mm-hmm. i don't know if they've done it in uh in Disneyland yet, but in Disney World, when they opened the Resistance base or the Rise of the Resistance, they started having X-wings and Tie Fighters. So maybe they're waiting the same for Disneyland too. Once 
the ride opens there, they'll probably start. I, I, I have to, even yeah. if they do it just for that day or that weekend, just to test it out, just to test it out. That'd be cool. Yeah. You know, there's no real reason to have them flying around yet because the resistance technically isn't there. You yeah. Know? We still have Vi there kind of trying to build up a resistance force. Because the, the whole thing has to, you know, has to stay within canon. Right. Which now that we know that BB-8, R2-D2, Ray survived, Chewbacca survived, they can be there. Yeah, you know, it's going to be weird to see Kylo Ren there in the First Order. But you know, you would still maybe have some First Order. You know, maybe you know, there's a you know, they didn't want to tell everybody that Kylo Ren's dead, the Supreme Leader's dead, so they've got some cosplayer there. You know, they got Trevor. No, no, they put Trevor in the. Uh, they're going to have Ben Solo walking around now. No. <laughs> I guess it depends on if they change his mask to the, the red highlighted. Right. Yeah. Or if he's still wandering around on the straight black one. I still, they need to change the. I guess, are they, are they going to make that too kind of like a, a, a moment in time, aren't they? Well, the way Batu like was put. Specific... The way Batu was put into canon was, and they literally, even this the uh, timeline I'm looking at. Uh, for Kazdian, for the TV series, you know, with Kazdian and, and Obi-Wan where Rebels fits, that map has Star Wars Galaxy's Edge taking place in between episode eight and nine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which is also the time mm-hmm. of Star Wars Resistance cartoon. So that literally oh, yeah. takes place then. So... Unless it is, it's frozen in a moment of time from now on, yeah. You know, well, it has to be. I don't. I mean, if you you can you can do it where it's updated, and maybe have the remnants of the uh, of the first order there, you know, or something, or you know, put a moth there, kind of like your, your the moth from you know Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what was his name? Uh, moth uh, Gideon. Gideon, thank you. Gideon, yeah. Help put Moth Gideon there. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, have a Moff Gideon with a black saber walking around or a dark saber walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to change the X-Wing to, or the, uh, the TIE fighter? Do they have a TIE fighter there? Are they going to change it to land like the his did? They don't have a TIE fighter. It's not, it's a TIE. They have an X-Wing, right? They have There's an X-Wing, X-Wing and A-Wing. And they have Kylo's ship. No, it's not Kylo's ship. It's, it's, oh, a, it's another, it's, it's a, a Tidarian. No, it's a, it's a TIE like landing craft. It, it's it's not right. It's not his Tie Fighter. It's 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 a different type oh, of ship. Oh, tru- the Troop Landers. Yeah, is it the Troop Landers? The no, one where it, the wings fold up when it lands. I, uh, I think that's the Tider the Tiderian one, like the Imperial shuttle or whatever. Yeah. So, or is it is it more like his his from the was it the Last Jedi? Not the one he was flying around in and shot the the Resistance. Uh, uh, ship down with that blue uh, Leia into space. Not but that it's, one. it's like that 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 big one that he's floating above above Creighton, right? No, it, uh, this is no. the the Tie Exelon. It's a it's a different type of Tie fighter. Oh, I'm not familiar. I'll have to look it up. Look up. It's Tie, and then a separate <laughs> word. It's E C H E L O N. Tie Exelon. It's similar to the ship that the Emperor comes. To meet Anakin on Mustafar after not really, uh, yeah, <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I think those are the ti- I think those are the Tidarians, the the kind of the the one with the giant wing in the middle. That one, the giant, yeah, the one that the fan. one that uh, um, 
the one that Palpatine shows up in doesn't have the center wing. It it's kind of has more of an oval um, cockpit, and it's missing the center wing. Right. Similar to that one. It's like the when it lands, the wings fold up, and basically from gotcha. to up and all that. That's the yes. That doesn't look like that ship. That it's, looks. I said similar. It, it's not that ship. It yes, kind it's it's much larger than a. It it kind of looks like a tie interceptor with a different type of cockpit. It doesn't have the eye, the eyeball cockpit. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. It actually kind of looks like a clean, uh, like clean one. It actually kind of looks like a Cylon eyepiece. Uh, you know, put onto a tie. Yeah, it's like a flat face kind of. But it, it's. I don't a, imagine they're gonna change change the 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 back to place very often. It'll be probably be more like Star Tours where yeah. you get something updated, but. I just want them to change the Falcon's uh, radar dish now because it's back to the round. <laughs> I noticed that. I noticed that when I watched the last movie, I'm like, really? Are we making this a thing now? <laughs> well, because when Ray, when Ray and Chewbacca go through, wait, 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 no, we need the backstory of why it changed from the square back to the triangle or the circle. <laughs> okay, so here's the backstory for it. In Episode Seven, when they're on crate and when. Chewbacca and Ray are flying through, you know, the, they're being chased by the TIE fighters and they fly into the surface of crate where you see all that red crystal. They, mm-hmm. The radar dish gets knocked off. So they have, they replace oh, it. Oh, when they're flying in the caverns? Yes. So, so essentially, uh, essentially the end of return of the Jedi. Kind of. <laughs> yes. Again. <laughs> yes, and then, that's the problem. The, those movies will always have to face up to is how much did we rip off from the original trilogy? <laughs> it's it's a safe way to do it, but in the book Spark of Resistance, that's the YA book that came out leading up to the Rise of Skywalker. They land on this planet and end up taking other parts and they rebuild the. You know, there's a dish there that is like the original, so that's how it gets it back. Sure. Mm-hmm. So at this point, there's a philosophical question: Is how much of the Millennium Falcon actually still exists and is not something stored, stolen from another another ship? <laughs> how, much, how much of it is original at this point? Well, see, even the cockpit, <laughs> the cockpit isn't is the same. I mean, it keeps getting larger and smaller depending on who all's in. How, it. how many people are going to be in it? <laughs> I'm telling you, the, you know, at this point in time, how much of it is is true to the Star Wars? It's all yeah. been replaced over time. The gun dock chair. It is not the same. It is not the same Millennium Falcon as was in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The gun jaw, <laughs> The gun jaw table. I just completely <laughs> bastard that. I just blasted that name. It's not. I couldn't have come up with I that. I never remember the I'll give you credit right. just for that. <laughs> <laughs> that and you know the the seats right there, the, that whole sitting area, just that corner. Mm. I think you know the Uh-oh. seats did get faded and everything after Lando had it, but we know the table. We know that the 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 Dunjock. Thank you. The Dunjock table, you know, the chess set <laughs> is the same because it's the same game that Chewbacca never gets to finish. Right. Because it's the same game that was in Solo as it was in Episode Four, New Hope, as it was when he's sitting there playing with Finn and Poe, 
Because he says, are you ever going to finish those games? Mm-hmm. It's a joke because of the way the pieces were set up. Right. So, that's why. Well, I always said that he's, didn't they say he won every game they've played, though? He did say that, but they, they had the pieces set up. Like, you know, it was just kind of a little nod back to it. They, the pieces were set up exactly. See, that, that, <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's kind of my issue with that movie. Is It's like every second is fan service. Like, can we write a movie? Can we can we do something that's uh, you know gonna move this story along? Well, speaking of moving the story Sorry. along, tangent. Sorry, side tangent. No, 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 because the tangent's perfect segue. Speaking of moving the story along and working on the script, the original script for Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker, is what it became, is not part of the final script at all. At all. Which, that makes sense. Okay? I mean, it was written by a totally separate person. You know, a totally different director. Kevin, or Kevin. Um, Colin Trevor. Colin Trevor. Yeah, Colin Trevor. Trevor. But he still gets a story credit at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Because the idea could have been the same. It's just they didn't use any of his script. That's what I think it was a cover my ass type of thing. I think that was because yeah, they they had a script and they just they didn't want to take the chance that uh, anything they put in there he could call back and say, "Hey, you owe me credit for this." Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if you know the, even the, the most minute thing. Well, I'm wondering if the outline. I wonder if the 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 whole <laughs> idea of this trilogy was that Snoke was just a puppet and Palpatine was coming back. If that was like the one of the first things they set in stone. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't think so. I mean, the article I read about that whole thing with, with Colin, the name on there, it kind of intimated that I don't believe that he was going in the the Ray being Palpatine thing direction. And I don't but think it didn't give a whole lot into it. I think that was his direct quote was that that was that was not in his original script. Yeah. See, I th- I still think that Ray and Finn were originally supposed to be Land Luke and Lando's kids, not their both of them together as their, you know, the, that Ray is Luke's kid and Finn because of the comments yeah. that are made during episode seven. But I think JJ went back because there was so much of an internet who done it, you know, type thing going on where Ray's Luke's daughter, Ray's Luke's daughter. There's no doubt about it. Finn is Lando's son. Well, I mean, that's, that's his MO though. I mean, look back to lost. Yeah. And how many people figured that out? And he kept saying, "Oh no, 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 not it, not it, not it, not it." And yeah. then, oh, there it is. Yeah. It, it, he he's you know he's got his good points and his bad points. I think this is just one of his bad points. I mean, look at what happened with the Force Awakens. Everyone loved it. Six months down the line, they started thinking, oh, "I've seen this movie about ten times, and it's starting to fall apart." See, I think I I honestly I think JJ is JJ's a lot like George Lucas. He's great at coming. It's a very up good with, idea, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to writing the nuances of scene to scene, is where he lacks it. Because he, I would say that. I mean, the, that, that's kind of my feeling from the whole movie. Yeah, because there there's certain things, such as Chewbacca hugging Leia, you know, in Episode Seven, mm-hmm. that are so blatantly obvious to do. You know, uh, the fact that you don't reveal who Kylo Ren is until the end of the movie 
when he's standing mm-hmm. there with Han. You know, you leave the audience thinking, okay, he's he's Luke's son. You know, he he, right. he, he could well or maybe, he just could have maybe, been some other prospect that Luke was training. You know, yeah. you don't know who he was. Well, but yeah. you know, I mean, there's certain lines. I mean, like you could literally cut that movie by just taking out like one sentence at a time and leave the reveal at the end. Well, the the scene in the beginning where Snoke says, your father, Han Solo, or something yeah. like that, like just totally gives it away. All he'd say was, you know, if he left it at your father, and then when Han sees Leia, he says, you know, I saw him. I saw Ben. You know, and she says, well, you, there's nothing you can do about it if Luke couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then you cut off, well, you know, I'm his father. You take those little things off, and then when, when Han says... Take ben, off your helmet. Take off your helmet and show me your face. Let me see the face of my son. Yeah, something like that. Boom! You have that your. Would, that would require foreshadowing, and then nobody would love it because they'd have to think about the movie they're watching. You're right. right you're right. And you, there's so many people. <laughs> I out have there. to have it now. Tell me exactly what I'm watching. I cannot leave anything for suspense. Exactly. <laughs> right. And it's such a shame that we're in that type of society that. You know, I've talked to several people that, no, I want to know the whole thing before I go in. Why? Yeah, What's I don't the need point that. of watching a movie? I think I enjoyed episode nine a lot more because I didn't watch anything. I didn't see any trailers. I didn't read any articles. I didn't see any pictures or anything like that. And I think I enjoyed it 10 times more because of that. Like everything that came up as a surprise was a surprise to me. We, we were watching the, uh, the screener last night for Once, a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I knew that there was going to be violence because I heard about it. But I didn't – It was, the ending wasn't spoiled for me. I kind of guessed it because I know how Tarantino's previous films are. But what happens in it, I, I'm like, oh, that is so cool. That is a great way to change – you know, to make this story your own and to put it in the, the Tarantino-verse. I thought, oh, you know, that's the type of thing I want. I want to go into a movie – I want to read a book and not know what's going to happen until I read it. I don't want to read the last page and find out that the butler did it before I start the book. You know, I don't want that written on the cover of the book because it gives it away. I don't want that in the trailer. But we now live in a society where that type of thinking is wrong. You need to know it now. You need to know everything that's going to happen with that movie before you go in. Instant gratification. Everybody's looking for instant gratification nowadays. So, yes, that that plays a lot into it. Yeah. Just you know, just by watching your trailers, you'll see that. Yeah. Well, you know who's getting some instant gratification I mean, now. Trailers were like a minute. Yeah. Now they're three minutes. Right. And you used to only get one. Remember, you'd get a trailer, yeah, right? <laughs> and that was the only trailer you got for that movie until, until it, it came, came out. out. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think it was till the late '80s, maybe early late 80s, early 90s, that you started getting multiple trailers. You know, and then... Yeah, I'm guessing it was probably towards the end of the 90s. Um, I don't want to give credit to Lucas for it, but I'm sure didn't. I, I seem to recall there being a lot for the prequel trilogies. Well, he's also the one that also started do. Let's Ruin Cool Moments right in the trailer. Mm-hmm. The double-bladed <laughs> lightsaber should never have been shown in that trailer. No. That would have been a moment that... The entire audience, especially those that were into the old EU, that loved the, you know the the old Republic stuff with the double lightsaber, and all of a sudden you see that and you go, oh my gosh, you know Iron Man two, 
the briefcase suit. Mm-hmm. You know, if you saw in the trailer, maybe Happy carrying that, and you kind of look at it, you know, that's a weird looking case, but it happens in the movie. Oh my God, that'd be so much cooler. Yeah. <laughs> no, they definitely walk a line of, you know, how you get people to come in and look at it as opposed to, you know, let's show them the intricate details of the movie. The biggest swerve we had <laughs> for Last Skywalker was the fact that everybody said Matt Smith was in it and he was not in the movie at all. <laughs> yeah. His scene probably got cut. <laughs> that and the fact that Ray had a yellow lightsaber. Mm-hmm. That that was that moment right Yeah, that wasn't spoiled that I can recall. No, that that wasn't no. spoiled. I don't think anyone knew about it. And I know that when I when it happened in the theater Nobody would, knew about Leia's either or Leia's training or anything like yeah. that too. Well Leia I think Leia's training was fan service to say say, Hey, look, I, she does have force. I thought powers. that was completely unnecessary. Yeah. Like when they show the cut between where they show her going back to her and Luke training, I thought that was completely unnecessary. Mm. You didn't really need to show that. You know, I don't need to see the past there. You can certainly say, hey, he trained me, and that, that was it. But yeah. otherwise, now, you, I feel now that, you get the bad CGI effect. I feel that was put in for the the fact that she's going to pick up her lightsaber and take it with her to Exegol and to have two lightsabers. To show the, yeah, to show so the they had to show and, why they have two lightsabers, yeah. basically. It was to show the lightsaber and show. I mean, you could. She could have handed Ray her lightsaber. And yeah, just say, hey, this is my training saber. Yeah. Well, she didn't even have to say that. She goes, "Here, take this with you." And Ray could look at and go, "Your lightsaber," and that's all you needed. Yeah. Of course, but then people would have gone, "Wait, now she has a lightsaber? Mm. She didn't have a lightsaber before. We haven't before. seen her use it. Never seen her have a We've lightsaber. Never seen her use it. Yeah." Well, so that's why wait, they have to put in a scene of her using it. So, so she she can use the force, <laughs> and she has a lightsaber, but she didn't train. Luke never trained her. There you have it. Luke yeah. trained her. No, but even even in the old EU, wasn't it something where her force talent had to do more with politics than no? She just she, she just, trained with Luke and all that too. She trained with Luke. She had a lightsaber. Matter of fact, her lightsaber was more of a a ruby color. It was more of a reddish color. It was not like the. It was like the, orange, I think, more. It was like a silver. And no, it, it was more like a pinkish red. Yeah, it, it really. It was. It was something different, and that's what the other thing. Was, I was gold. I was hope. Yeah, <laughs> right. I was hoping that her lightsaber blade would have been something different. But when more I think about it, I originally thought that it should have been you know even like a violet or something like that. Then I thought, well, no, that kills Ray's moment at the end when she lights her lightsaber mm-hmm. and it's yellow. And for everybody except for me, because I've always wanted a yellow lightsaber in the film. <laughs> and now I got it. I don't know. I'm still left with the question of where's Luke's green lightsaber. That was the only thing I had to ask during that whole movie. Yeah, I know. I kept asking that, too, because that's, that's my favorite. I couldn't get past that. I'm sorry. That's my favorite hilt design. And I was, you know, I, I was more upset for the lightsaber being missing than anything. Um, I was under all that rubble somewhere when uh, at the... Jedi uh, temple when Ky- Kylo collapses the whole building on them. Yeah, he just lost it. Oh, He's yeah. like, I can't find right. it. And I gotta go because they're gonna kill me. So yeah, <laughs> gotta go. I'll just build another one if I want to. <laughs> yeah, no. That was my that was when I was a kid, and when he lights that lightsaber in Return of Jedi, it was the same th- reaction I had when I saw Ray light her yellow mm-hmm. one. <gasps> That's a green lightsaber. Oh my god, I love that hilt. That's so awesome. What that lightsaber? No. 
<laughs> I like it because it has a lot of um, Obi Wan's look to it as well. His mm-hmm. se- his second saber. So well in in the old EU, when Luke goes to build his lightsaber, he gets the parts from Obi Wan. Obi Wan's hovel. He goes back to Obi Wan's hovel, and mm. for Shadows of the Empire, he talks about it. Um, he goes back to Obi Wan's hovel and builds it there, which I, I wish they would have kept, because Lucas actually shot footage of Luke building his lightsaber. You know, they they, they could have done it in in the ho- in, in Obi Wan's home, and just shown it. You know, like in the air, like Luke was building it, whereas he was building it in a cave on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't explain where he got the parts or anything like that. All you had to do was just show him in Obi-Wan's hovel building, you know, in, right. in, in the lightsaber there. And you would get, okay. Well, yeah, he got the pieces. They're going him. into all that. They're going into all that with the comic book though. I mean, yeah. We'll have, to see, where they, to, we'll have to see where they go with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the lightsaber. I, that, I've that actually found those stories in, I'm sorry. I actually find those stories intimately more better. <laughs> right. Yep. But I just finished it off the Astral series, and I thought that was great too. So. Well, that's what's so funny is so many people are you know upset that the uh, the, the this has been nerdable Star Wars talk again. I was yeah. about to say so yeah, droids on uh, Disneyland, huh? Yeah. There's not much to talk about. Though. They've been roaming around. They get mugged. You know. <laughs> They're finally starting. Maybe if they'll put out other droids, then, you know, I still think they need to have. I doubt it. What, see, what do you think of this idea? And I, I came with this when I was at Disneyland one day in Star Wars land. If they gave cosplayers, you know, people that actually Star Wars fans that have a really good alien costume, you know, like a road or, you know, uh, a Rodian or, you know, a Twi'lek or something. Cause you know, there's Quarrens out there. If they, if you had a Star Wars costume like that and they said, all right, here's what we're going to do. Two days a week, you have to come walk around Star Wars land for a, say, a six-hour shift. You'll get your breaks to go in and you know, cool down and everything like everybody else would. But for those two day, days a week, you come and you just be your character on in Star Wars land and... For, for doing that, we'll give you and your immediate family free passes for that year. I think, I think that... Or why wouldn't they build the, the corporation that it is yeah. and and the the troubles they're already having with, with employees for the Disneyland parks, I think that that is something that would never happen. That's the, that's <laughs> the that, problem. Uh, <laughs> that's the problem that you would have. I think that they would... I think they're going to hire actors and or cast members before they do outsiders. I, um, well, they would hire, yeah, they do like their princesses and things like that. They would hire, you know, the LA say, actors. They would, they would build the costumes themselves and have a cast member. Well, the, the liability part of it is that if I'm not <clears throat> officially working for Disney under, you know, as a Disney employee. Start cursing to some kid exactly, or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, there's an issue. Um, yeah. You know who's a Disney employee right now? Sort of. Who? Spider-Man. Segway. That's a button I need to work on. You got you to get that Burton, but the Burton in there. The Burton. The button. The Burton? Yeah. The Burton so button. Spider-Man, we know we've had this on and off again relationship with Sony and, and, 
and Marvel slash Disney so much so that the we talked about where uh, uh, Tom um, almost said Tom Welling, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Holland supposedly got drunk and called Bob Iger begging him because you know yeah. that, that story keeps getting evolving. Now he was drunk and he called Bob Iger to beg Sony. Yeah, to beg I'm sure, I'm sure Bob Iger takes takes all sorts of drunk calls from Tom Holland. Right? <laughs> Tom, come on, man. Really, you know, think about these. You, you got to get somebody. You don't want to make phone calls, drunk phone calls. You know, it's also stop texting me. All right? I, I get it. I get it. You're drunk and you're, you're, you're wanting to text somebody. Not me. You know, call Feige. He'll love it. <laughs> Sure. The guy that cut your text, yeah, call him. <laughs> yeah, Feige probably gave him a different number. <laughs> Feige's the one who gave him Iger's <laughs> number. Exactly. Stop calling me. Some hey. random guy keeps getting texts from Tom Holland, but he doesn't know it's him. Did you, hey Tom, my phone did got you hacked. The new article they said they were done. <laughs> hey Tom, my phone got hacked. Remember how Sony got hacked? Yeah, my phone's like that. So, uh, <laughs> here, let me give you my new number. <laughs> One eight one eight one eight Bob Iger. That's yeah, there you go. That's what this number is. Think about it. It works. It does work. <laughs> Seven digits. <laughs> um. So, anyway, Spider Man, the third one under the Marvel Studios Sony banner, goes into production this summer. This summer. Where's the yay? The cheering and the the you know, you have those buttons. God, Tom Holland wants to move on to other things. That's the laughing. Wrong oh. button. There you go. All right, here. I'll set you up again. So, the third film in the Marvel-Sony relationship of Spider-Man goes into production this summer. Yay. There we go. See, that's how it's supposed to happen. If you're going to be... Well, you remember when we first started this whole venture, you were engineer Ethan. Yeah. You were supposed to, be, you're supposed to be me, Travis, and Chris. Yeah, and oh, I didn't I'm do I'm the last man standing. I didn't... I wasn't... Uh, what's it called? I wasn't good enough, so I got promoted to host. <laughs> yet Way we to still, follow up. <laughs> Way to follow up. And yet we still let you touch the board. <laughs> um, so Spider-Man's going into pro- <laughs> into production this summer. Yes. Uh, do you think it's too soon? No, I mean, no, it's right on schedule, isn't it? So it'll be it'll they've be been on like a two year. In, yeah, it'll be released in like a year or two. So we're, we're looking at they've possibly twenty twenty two. No, it's continuing twenty twenty one. No. Yes, if they're shooting it this year, that'll be twenty. That'll be summer of next year. Yeah. Which you know they released what twenty uh, twenty nineteen they released one and then the other one was twenty. 17? 17, 2018? Yeah, it follows. I think, the I think they're on a two to two and a half years. Yeah. That makes sense. Plus, I'm sure Tom Holland wants to be able to do other things. I was reading something the other day about, you know, he, how tied up he, he is with this this contract. So mm. Yeah. Well, he well, also he has this, and I, I don't imagine he's he's probably done at three. No. He, he, no, well, he has this three one. Three full movies. He's got all the little cameo stuff, but I mean like three full movies. The way yeah, the way right, his opinion four. about it was a few maybe about a year ago was he was said that as long as they want to st- keep making these movies, 
he'll do it. As long and as he, he can still play Spider-Man, he wants to play Spider-Man. Yeah, and Sony originally had him for five okay. films. So, Does that count the the parts for like Infinity War and Endgame? And, uh, no, those are Marvel. Isn't there a third? So those, those, well, those would not count under his, his Sony contract? No. I think uh, he has <clears throat> his cameo for Venom 2 also is what they've been talking about. That's still up. In the oh, you know, you know, you know, you know what though? I bet you just like some of your past conversations, there's no way they don't do that to try and, and, and get as much money out of Venom as they can. Oh yeah. I think they're, to be honest, I'm sure that they were shocked at Venom doing as well as it did. Oh yeah. I can just see how the other, how the other Spider-Mans had done. Well, Chris mentioned this before, cause we, we've talked about how, you know, Sony is one of those studios that's on the ropes. It's more than likely going to be bought by another company within five years. Um, Kristen probably nailed it on the head was that let these execs have said, let's milk this for as much as we can get before we know that we're going to get sold because we're going to lose that. And the, the Spider-Man movies are their biggest hits. You know, they're, they're next biggest, their next biggest hit after Venom and Spider-Man and then, you know, into the Spider-Verse was, uh, Sing, I think. Which did like two hundred and fifty million. No, it was. The, oh yeah, yeah. Um, it was another. It was an animated film, wasn't it? No, it was the James Bond, wasn't it? James Bond's not theirs. No, no. There no, was, that's MGM. That's uh, yeah, MGM. There what was it. Was MGM? There was something that made them like five hundred million. That was like their number two property, but it was like a one-off movie. It wasn't like a franchise or anything like that. So. Well, yeah, that's kind of Sony. Yeah, exactly. They don't really have. I can't think of any like Sony major like property type things, right? Franchise type stuff anymore. And, and that's just it. They don't really have anything that you know. They, I Which guess Ghostbusters. Thing, you know, Ghostbusters. <laughs> is oh, that Sony? Yeah, uh, it's Columbia. Yeah, so it is Sony. Yeah, but yeah, the Ghostbusters wouldn't have made enough money for them to. No, and, say and that the was new one's second. not going to make that. Yeah. I think they'll be happy if the new one makes somewhere in the upwards of two hundred million. <laughs> yeah. No, I can see the new one making a good amount of money. It looks like it's getting some good traction behind it, whereas the the one that was just released last time uh, just seemed to be like bad mouth from the beginning. Oh, uh, uh, was it? Uh, you mean the 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 original sequel? No, no, the uh, the Girlbusters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one, yeah, that one was a weird. So, Skyfall and Spectre were both Sony. Okay. Um, Maybe they didn't. They had distribution. That was that's the last of the of the of the Bond movies that are Sony. Mm. Everything after Skyfall. Those those are the last two. No, Skyfall was 2012. There was Spectre uh, was the last one, I think. Spectre was 2015. Yeah. yeah, that's the. I think that's the last one. That was the last one. But other than that, Spider-Man three, Spider-Man, Spider-Man two, 2012, the Da Vinci Code, the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, let's see, uh, Hancock, Men in Black. Yeah, and all of those made like well, under five hundred. They tried to reboot that. Yeah, the new and the new one, the new Men in Black, completely utterly failed. Yeah, that failed too. And isn't Terminator theirs as well? 
God, I haven't even heard when they were going to put that on DVD yet. It seems like it had already been released. It's already, already. out, yeah. Right? I think it got released like two or three months after it came out in theaters because I think they just pulled it. Oh, from it's theaters. already on. <laughs> yeah, they were, I think they just pulled it from theaters and they're like, okay, let's try to make some money on the back end with the DVD sales. Wow. So, yeah, I, I just I think that they're going to try to to milk it. And, you know, we've talked about this before. It's not a bad deal for Marvel right now either because they make sure that Sony doesn't screw up Spider-Man again, you know, and they can, you know, they got Spider-Man at least in one more uh, movie after the next Spider-Man movie. So, you know what you do with that? You wait a couple of years. Yeah. Marvel's going to kill off Spider-Man in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> you send him into... Right, we're done. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, you send him into another dimension or something. Right. you got to send him to the Venom dimension so that he can go to San Francisco. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, so la- the last thing I wanted to talk about tonight was Sony announced that the PlayStation 5 is going to have 3D sound. And everybody's going, what the heck is 3D sound? We know what Dolby, you know, Atmos is. We know what surround sound and all that stuff. 3D sound is going to be something completely different. And something that, that studios are, you know, playing with now. And it's basically layering sound over top of each other. It's almost like... Playing, you know, a, a song and then starting it like a tenth of a second behind it, so the sound kind of layers on top of each other, mm-hmm. but it may not be. You can kind of hear it in the background. You yeah. may not be able to make it completely out. Exactly. So if you're looking in front of you, you may hear the dialogue of the two people in front of you that are closer to you, but there may be a conversation going on behind them. That you'll hear that as or well. Or you're actually physically hearing the conversation pass by you, kind of. Well, they kind of do that already. Yeah. Atmos does that now, yeah. where, you know, you'll be sitting in well, the even, theater, and Iron Man will swing around behind, you know, he'll go, you'll hear him go all the way around you. Or if you're in a, mm-hmm. you know, a race car movie, you'll hear it go around you. Yeah. Well, even the 2.1 systems are, are just a straight two channel systems are, are able to do virtual sound if you have a, a receiver that's capable of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, you know, that's that's projecting sound behind you, even though you may not have speakers back there. Exactly. So I don't know that it's anything different. I imagine it's going to be definitely reliant on your television. Well, and I, if you've got your basic television with no speaker system attached to it, it's probably not going to sound great. Right. Yeah. And to me, and from what I know from, you know, from building out most systems and things like that, I know that you know with the 3D sound you'll you'll get almost like like right now you can hear me talking and then you hear Amelia in the background tapping or walking up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind mm-hmm. of 3D sound where you know you'll the scene, you know, like if I'm shooting the scene, I'm shooting the scene of you and I talking and then the other, you know, part of the scene's coming in and you may hear that dialogue or something coming up yeah. while it's going on and it just kind of gives you that three-dimensional sound or it could also be like if i'm walking and turning you know how like when you see an image turn you know 3d you see all sides of it as you're turning yeah i don't want to turn too much because then i'll go off the mic but it could be that that sound will follow you with the image as it's turning Mm. you know i I wonder if they're gonna have it 
kind of take on the role of a receiver almost to where you're, say, you have a Bluetooth headset that connects to it instead of to your television. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I have, you know, there's not a lot of. It didn't really mention it in the article. I kind of thought of it as, you know, the maybe something functioning for VR because it looks like, you know, a lot of companies are going to start moving VR a lot more. And so I'm thinking maybe it has something to do with that. But the article that I was reading just says, oh, it's integrating 3D audio, but it doesn't really go into detail what it what it is. I, it's probably just something to be honest. I mean, you think at some of these older systems, they're, they're capable of doing, say, a 5.1 sound. I think what it is is it's just going to make it so that whatever system you plug it into, you know, as I think about this more and more, it, it's if you plug this into a receiver, it's going to be able to utilize the receiver's capabilities. Right. So if your if your receiver has surround sound, it should be able to decode the sound from the game that the programmers made to mm-hmm. give you surround surround-ish type sound. Yeah. Right. So it says 3D and audio. Probably ultimately. It says 3D audio effects are a group of sounds that uh, manipulate the sound produced by stereo speakers, surround sound, speaker arrays, and headphones that frequently frequently involve the virtual placement of sound sources anywhere in three-dimensional space, including behind, above, or below the listener. So, yeah, sounds it like probably it probably has to do with it. It's surround sound layered. But also yeah, gives the yeah, it's, just, it's it's I would think it also gives the option for the developers to like drop a sound in on like a right channel, right? And like without it yeah, going to the main speakers gives, too. Like just to drop Yeah, it in, gives like, the developers some more behind. more space to work with it. Yeah. Maybe it's like you could hear uh, a whisper start one, uh, one speaker and work its way all the way around you. Or like, right. you know, you're in the center right. of Duck Duck Goose and you hear the Duck Duck Goose going all the way around you. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, it's something that's well, a lot done. Of the stuff is already there too. Exactly. That's yeah. It's a lot of it's done now. It's just that it's to me. I think it's going to be more of the um, the grouping of sounds. You know how how it's grouped and how it's distributed. Right. Man, that would be a boring game. The video game version of Duck Tuck Goose. Can you imagine <laughs> that? Hey, they've made a video game about being in an Henri Goose. I can't <laughs> it's called the Goose Game or something hey, that like looked, that. That game imagine. looks amazing. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you put a nap out of Duck Duck Goose, it'll be a hit. Could they you had imagine? a goat simulator game. <laughs> Could you imagine doing this it as exists. a... This stuff exists. How about as a VR game? Duck Duck Goose. I feel like that would cause a lot of accidents. <laughs> Because people can't see where they're going. They're just going to trip over each other. Well, no. You're the only person there. that You know, you have virtual friends. Well, you're going to run into a wall? No, no, no. Duck, duck, goose as a multiplayer game. (laughs) But it's so sad. Like, why would you play it as a video game? Why wouldn't you just play it in real life? What if you don't have friends here? No, no. Well, make some friends. You only have virtual friends. Make some friends. It, but but you can do this whole thing. You can go. You can do Red Rover. Red Rover. <laughs> you know, um, dodge, jump rope. Jump rope. Yeah. I mean, you know, all these playground games that you can kick play. Kick the can. Yeah. Kick the can. I mean, come on. That game's not fun even in real life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it looks good in a '50s movie. All right, a '40s movie. <laughs> Go back and watch a Christmas story. He plays kick the can a little bit. 
Or he just kicks a can. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Eric. Have yeah. you had Have you had fun? I had a lot of fun. Thank you for inviting me and allowing me this opportunity. It's been a lot of fun having you on the show, and you're welcome to come on anytime. I'd love to have you on here when Chris is here so we can get – and actually, I should ask you this, and I should have asked Jerry. We've heard Chris's side of it, but where did white chocolate come from? I It was just something that he had grabbed onto. I don't even remember the exact story behind it, other than I think it had something to do with uh, – a basketball player that had a similar name and he just felt that I was very <laughs> Chris has always <laughs> said his, his nicknames are something that grows organically with his friends. So like even the people that he works with, you know, it's something that just happens and he's like, that's your nickname from now on. Well, the funny thing was the first time Beth goes, the first time I met Eric, I didn't know his real name. I only, I only Chris, Chris had said, this is white chocolate. And I didn't want to call him that because I didn't want to call him that. <laughs> and it's, it's a superpower. It's coming up with nicknames, right? It's funny is sometimes when Chris and I are talking about you, not bad, but you know he's talking he's white chocolate, and the white chocolate, this, that, and the other. I'm going Eric, this, you know. And it's like there's one time I said, oh yeah, and, you know, I, I talked to Eric on uh, Facebook. Who? I talked to Eric, your friend Eric. I don't have Eric. Who? I said white chocolate. Oh. <laughs> Like he doesn't even remember her, yeah. your real name anymore. <laughs> so part of his his growing uh, insanity. Yeah. I can ask what is what does Jen think of the name White Chocolate? Um, you know, I don't think it ever comes up that much uh, since I'm not in that city anymore. It, it's rare that it actually comes up. Mm. Um, even when I he's think it's there, just and I think that if I hung around, if I hung, if I was in your city more and I was hanging out with you guys on a regular basis, I think that. I don't think she cares, to be honest with you, but <laughs> it's not like she ever hears it unless Chris comes around. So mm. right now, that's 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 the annual uh, WonderCon trip. So. Right. <laughs> well, I don't want to hold you up any longer and get you. I know you got yeah, no worries, kids man. there, uh, but I do. We I really appreciate you coming on the show, and you mm-hmm. are welcome to come on anytime. Uh, we'll definitely have you back on. Um, even when, when Chris comes back on too, we'll have you on it. Except between the hours of three and yeah. four, that's Willie's time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching that, that one reference in there, right? <laughs> I, I was watching that the other night on uh, Disney Plus, and I was just I'm just going through like all the Simpsons old seasons, and that uh, oh, yeah. that episode of Treehouse of Terror was on. And it was just like, <laughs> oh wait, real quick, you so. We, we set up a, a message, you know, on Facebook for me, you, Eric, and Chris to talk about setting up for the show this week. And Ethan, you kept talking about watching something and reading something. Were you talking about Clone Wars? Yes. Because oh, I missed that the was part. Richard, I thought. Yeah, no, I'm, I literally, I think it was two nights ago. I started. I watched the first two episodes of Clone Wars, Clone Wars for the first time. And then you went, "There's a movie?" Yeah. Like question mark? Like, you didn't know that? I did not know there was an animated movie for Clone Wars. Wow, Sky Guy, come on! Yeah. So it took me a while too. I kept seeing it on Netflix, and I'm like, "Is this mm-hmm. the same thing?" And then I think I watched it, and I realized I think they turned the movie into like the first few episodes like they used to do with the, no, the Transformers the movie, and, and G.I. Joe. No, this was different. There was a movie that came out. It was released August 2000 something. I almost said 2018. <laughs> it might have been 2008 mm-hmm. that it came out in the theater in, in August. 
Travis loves to tell the story because it's a, it's the first movie he ever walked out of. And he literally yeah, walked. Yeah. As soon as she said, hey, Sky Guy, Ahsoka. Hey, and he hated Ahsoka <laughs> in the very beginning. Because as soon as she said, hey, Sky Guy, and then called R2, R2-E, he got up, walked out of the theater. <laughs> never, he was watching a kid show? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, there's a line in Big Bang Theory that uh, Leonard gets ready to start watching Clone Wars, and he says, hey, Sheldon, do you want to watch Clone Wars with me? And he goes, no, I have to watch the movie first. I have to be disappointed in the order that George Lucas intended me to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line, and yeah. I just think of Travis every time he says it. <laughs> nice. And then when you said the uh, when you the other night, Ethan, when you said, "Oh, There's I started watching," and then you went, "There's a movie." I almost typed, "Yes," and you're supposed to watch it first because that's the disappointment that George Lucas intended you to have it in. Right. The honest trailer for it was pretty good. I don't yeah. remember if they just did it or if they re-released it. I caught it the other day when I was looking through the YouTube stuff. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> All right, so thank you, Eric, for being on the show. Good mm-hmm. um, cool, thing. If, if anyone else would love to be on the show, whether, you know, it's to fill in for a host or or just to come on the show and talk and tell us what you like, what you hate, or, you know, tell us that we're wrong and, and, and school us on something, please let us know. random people opening up now? Yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah. Uh, please <laughs> let us know, you know, uh, Chris, there's a possibility Chris may be back on the show next week, uh, or Mikey, if he's allowed out. Um, <laughs> aren't they the same person? Chris and Mikey. That's why you never yeah, hear them speaking. The same person? Yeah, that's why you never hear them speaking exactly. at the same time. Yeah. So let, we got to keep another, the illusion, Eric. Jeez, Eric. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to pull back the curtain. <laughs> Eric, would you listen to the Mikey and Ethan show? Yeah, uh, I, I. That's just silence, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the silence would be deafening. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, thank you again, Ethan. Uh, uh, I, I think that if you give, Ethan, I think you give Mikey and Ethan a good topic, they can fill it out. Oh, I think so. At too. least for ten minutes. <laughs> I'd love to see them because they, they probably both of them would have, be like, finally, now we can talk. <laughs> that's that's probably what it is. And really. they wouldn't shut up. It would end up being a five-hour podcast because they wouldn't <laughs> stop talking. They there's have al- to, there's like always a- good points that I have, and I always want to say something, but then Chris goes like jumps in and then goes on a tangent for like a, for like ten minutes, and then I'm like, well, the moment's passed now. I can't really say what I wanted to. <laughs> you, but, get the, yeah. you get the raised it's finger. It's like the Simpsons episodes where Lisa keeps or uh, Maggie keeps trying to talk. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. So make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. Uh, for Ethan, the, the I almost said the departed Chris. <laughs> the absent Chris. <laughs> and the incomparable. White chocolate. White chocolate, a.k.a. Eric Price. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> we'll talk Thank to you, you next week. See you. You too. Bye. Bye.